Vegas Nation, presented by STN Sports Mobile from Station Casinos. We're trying, like I said, to uh, bring the right kind of people in here, we think, that can build a championship football team. You guys are the most loyal fans in the world, and I know it hurts that we might not be the Oakland Raiders forever, but we are still Raider Nation. I think it's going to be a, uh, get an army coming into uh, Las Vegas. Hey everybody, what's up? It is time for another edition of the Vegas Nation podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Fang, joined along with Miles Simmons and Adam Hill, who are both out in California, but in different parts of the state as we speak. Adam is traveling, Miles is locked down, waiting for more Antonio Brown news, and we are going to get into all of that and break it down for you. But first, don't forget where you can find this podcast, the Vegas Nation app, vegasnation.com, reviewjournal.com slash podcast, Give us your comments. We always love hearing from you. We want to know what you think about the show or just anything in general that we're talking about. Let us know. Put it out there. All right, guys. So let's get into the thick of things here with Antonio Brown. The early reports we hear this morning is from Adam Schefter that Antonio Brown and GM Mike Mayock got into it on Wednesday and that the team was planning to suspend him as sources told him. So, Miles... How have things been here in the past 24 hours in Oakland where Antonio Brown is concerned? Well, it's honestly, it's just been weird. I mean, this is a very, very bizarre situation. And it's, uh, I think, in many ways, pretty unprecedented. Um, Just from the standpoint that you have arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL, right? I think that people would say that he is one of three candidates to actually fill that role along with Julio Jones and uh, DeAndre Hopkins. But he has now apparently and reportedly, you know, been at practice uh, first. Well, let, let's back it up even further. Right. You know, I woke up on Wednesday morning, scrolled through my Instagram thinking that I'm going to, you know, see some fun things about my friends. And instead, Antonio Brown is on there posting this letter that he received from Mike Mayock that Ill- that uh, fines him $13,950 for missing a walkthrough when the team was actually in Canada um, about to play the Green Bay Packers. And that it also had said that he was previously fined $40,000 for missing practice on August 18th. And if you remember, that's the day where Mike Mayock said it's time for Antonio Brown to be all in or all out issuing that ultimatum. Um, And so from there, it was interesting watching Antonio Brown at practice in the few moments that we actually got to see him. I mean, he was there. He was with the team and sort of warming up to the side, but that wasn't necessarily that unusual. Um, But then when they were going through individual drills, you could see him sort of go through a route and then he would kind of go off to the side a little bit and then he wouldn't go back the other direction as all the other receivers were. And then uh, ESPN's Paul Gutierrez caught him on video firing a ball at the back wall of the end zone after catching a pass. And so apparently after sometime after that, he and Mike Mayock got into it and there have been different reports about what he said, but apparently one of those things was find me for this. And he punted a ball away, like after, you know, yelling at Mike Mayock for a little bit. So this is where we are right now as we speak, right? It appears that Antonio Brown will not be with the team for week one. There has been no formal announcement of a suspension as of yet, but it seems like that's where things are going. And if he gets suspended for week one, then that puts the rest of his guaranteed money in his contract in jeopardy. So 
there's a lot that's going to go into this over the next few days and for Antonio Brown, for the Raiders, for the entire organization. It's it's fascinating at the very least. Adam, we're anticipating an announcement from John Gruden any moment, any time. It could happen right now as we're speaking here on this Thursday afternoon, or it could happen in the morning. We're not exactly sure. What do you anticipate this announcement from John Gruden to be? And like Miles was talking about with the money, what happens when you either suspend Antonio yeah, Brown, I mean, cut Antonio Brown, where the money and, you is you know, John Gruden said earlier there'd be an announcement, quote unquote, later, whatever that means. I don't expect him to make the announcement. I expect, uh, you know, either the team to put out an email or Mike Mayock to go uh, on NFL Network or ESPN or somewhere and, and discuss it. But I think all those things are being worked out now. I mean, I, I don't know where exactly they stand or what exactly they want to do uh, with Antonio Brown, but I think they're going through all of those different factors. And, you know, Miles just mentioned, it. I know people have mentioned throughout the day that if they do suspend him for a game, then that $30 million that is supposedly guaranteed, which the NFL really doesn't have guaranteed deals, but it, that money would no longer be guaranteed and they could go after that money. They wouldn't be on the hook for it. They could just cut him and move on from him. Uh, I think reading into the contract, and I know this was pointed out by some other people online earlier, like I think just the just the fines for the for the mispractice and the missed walkthrough are already enough to actually go after the money if they want to. I don't even know if they have to suspend them any further. Uh, if they, you know, if you really read into the language of the contract. So I think they're just weighing right now exactly how far they want to go with this. Like, is it worth it to go forward with Antonio Brown? Uh, if they've already decided that exactly what step to take next, do you just eat the money and pay Antonio Brown so he doesn't go somewhere else? No, I don't think they're a contender. So I don't think they would do something like that uh, and try to block other teams from getting him. But all these things are being weighed right now. Uh, by the Raiders and trying to figure out what their next step is. And and I think part of the problem is that they just don't know what their next step is right now. I mean, they invested a lot in this guy uh, to be this, you know, superstar player that he has been. He's been one of the most consistent players in the entire league on offense the last few years. And that's what they wanted out of him. Uh, And right now they're just kind of looking around and saying, you know, is it worth it to go through any more of this for a team that doesn't really have expectations of doing a whole lot this year. And I think the answer to that is probably no. Uh, And now they're just trying to figure out what the next step is going to be. I think it sets a bad precedent if they do let him play at this point because of everything that has happened, everything that has transpired. It just would kind of say to the team like, hey, it's all right if you walk over us and we're just going to let it roll. I mean, I think something has to come of this, Miles. What do you think would be the end game here for the Raiders? And do you think it would set a bad precedent if they just let Brown go ahead and suit up on Monday Night Football? Well, I don't think that they're going to let him suit up on Monday Night Football. I don't think that it would, everything that's been reported, I I don't think it would have come out today as it has if the Raiders were planning on letting him play on Monday night. It just, you know, to, I guess, use a bad expression, but that just seems to be the way the wind is blowing. Now, of course, we don't have any confirmation on that quite yet, but I think the reports coming out of NFL Network when you have Ian Rappaport saying that Antonio Brown is probably going to stay away from the Raiders throughout the rest of the week. Mike Silver went as far as saying on the air today that he doesn't believe that Antonio Brown will ever play a snap for the Raiders. So 
I don't necessarily know if I would go that far. I think that, as Adam was just saying, you know, th- this is a team that invested a lot in Antonio Brown. Um, and because he is still one of the best receivers in the league, yeah. you want him to play. You're right. You want him to be able to get out on the field. But I think week one, you're, you're probably not going to see him. I, I just I don't. I don't know that that's going to happen. Well, let's get into a little bit of week one, because if Antonio Brown is gone, then Tyrell Williams, probably J.J. Nelson, Hunter Renfro there in the slot. I mean, those are probably your one, two and three. Uh, Adam, how much does Tyrell Williams stock go up and can he handle that role as a one? We've seen it once before where he's had to fill some big shoes. Can he do it again? Well, yeah, I mean, it depends on what you want to look at. Like, yeah, if you're if you're a fantasy player out there and you're like, do I go get Tyrell Williams or do I start Tyrell Williams now? The answer is absolutely yes. Um, on a winning team, do you want Tyrell Williams being your number one go-to guy? Probably not because he's thrived uh, in a in a deep role as a complimentary receiver, as a guy that, uh, you know, can take the top off the defense and allow a guy like Antonio Brown to do work underneath uh, and do you know some of the things that he can do really well. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think there's any positive uh, to, you know, looking at it and saying, okay, Tyrell Williams, he can step up and be the number one guy now. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's a guy that's a very dangerous weapon, and now he's going to draw more coverages and have a lot more attention from the defense. So uh, that will affect him a little bit in that regard. But uh, from a fantasy perspective, yes, uh, all in on Tyrell Williams in a real life, uh, situation that's certainly uh, not the guy you want as a number one receiver. Um, he's the guy that you want as a number two to me, and and it just kind of affects it in that way. And while we're speaking of fantasy, uh, if you are listening right now, oh man, if you, people are in my leagues, turn it off. Uh, but go get Darren Waller right now in your fantasy leagues. That's the guy. Uh, the Raiders have used tight ends a lot in their offense. We've seen John Gooden through the years. Uh, Darren Waller is a guy they really like. I think he's only claimed in like 20% of fantasy leagues out there. So uh, I think he takes on a much, much bigger role with Antonio Brown, not there. Oh yeah. And I think he was already at six foot six, like a red zone target. And now it just looks even more so like they're going to find ways to design plays to get him involved in this game. Uh, It'll definitely mix up things. He's going to be a hard guy to cover, whether you're a linebacker, a corner, a safety, he's just very versatile and and, and quick too, for such a big guy. Uh, Miles, something I just uh, occurred to me that we didn't talk about when we were discussing all of this Antonio Brown madness is that that he unfollowed, I believe, the Raiders and Derek Carr. Uh, I mean, just what kind of message? Like you said, you mentioned that he was going to stay away, that he's not going to be anywhere near this team for the, this week. Uh, what kind of message does it send that he's unfollowed some of this team and, and specifically Derek Carr, somebody that earlier on in these mini camps we thought he was close with? He's talking about my family's hanging out with him and everything. Well, just yesterday, Heidi, I mean, he, uh, Derek Carr was talking about in the press conference how those two guys were just texting and laughing when they're texting. And even on vacation, Antonio Brown was saying stuff like, hey, man, anything you need, I'm here for you. So, I mean, I guess it's anything you need except, you know, being able to play on, in the first game of the season because he's taken these acts and he's been, you know, pretty selfish. Right. And so now he is potentially taking himself off the field. So. I don't know. I mean, hey, if he wants to unfollow the Raiders and then maybe follow like the Patriots, because, of course, then people are like Mm. speculating that, oh, boy, Bill Belichick's going to come get him for a seventh round pick. Right. Like that's entertaining and whatnot. But I think the more interesting thing is 
how is this relationship actually going to be repaired, right? It's not just going to be repaired by him refollowing the Raiders on Twitter or on Instagram, whatever social media platform it might be. It's just how uh, how is he going to be able to establish the trust that the Raiders need him to establish, not just with the coaching staff or with Mike Mayock or whoever, but like with his teammates? Because you can't tell me that this is not annoying at the very least. <laughs> To all the players that are on the team, and you know, talking to some today, and Hunter Renfro, poor guy, he's a rookie. He's basically the only wide receiver that's in the locker room, and he, and you have to ask him, you know, what is this thing with Antonio Brown? And he says, oh well, you know, we love Antonio. It's great when he's here. And I think the reporter said, well, it would probably be nice if he was around more, huh? And there's nothing that he can really say to that. He's a rookie. He's, he hasn't even played a game yet. So I, I don't know. It's just. I, I don't know if that really answers your question, Heidi, but it's just so – it's such a bizarre situation, and it, and it just – it doesn't feel like it's going to have a good conclusion if you are a part of the Raiders organization or if you're a Raiders teammate. I, I don't know how it goes to a really positive outcome at this point. This episode of Vegas Nation will be right back. SDN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. Sign up today and get a new sign-up bonus of up to $50. I had a lot of siblings, and the way my mom used to do things was she'd make us go sit it out for like an hour, and then she'd come grab us, and then we'd have to sit face-to-face to each other and look each other in the eye and then, like, say exactly what we were sorry for and how we were going to improve things. Okay, so in this case, like, how does Antonio Brown go to Mike Mayock, look him in the eye? Does this happen? I mean, is there any way that this can be repaired? What do you think, Adam? I don't know. I mean, yeah, things could be repaired. I think things can always be repaired. The problem that they have, it is... You, if, if you let this go and if you let Antonio Brown play and you guys have, have talked about it, and other people have talked about it as well. I mean, you've now just turned the team loose to do whatever they want to do. Like you literally can get in a confrontation with your boss, uh, scream at him, say whatever you want, and then punt a ball and say, find me for that. Which, by the way, uh, I don't know how trademarks work, but I'm claiming the trademark on that right now because I want to sell T-shirts. Yeah. Uh, so. This on the podcast right now, I think qualifies as a uh, as copywriting that. But um, I mean, if you if you do that and nothing happens, then it just it's it's a free for all for everybody else. So I think it does become an issue now. Uh, I, the other thing I heard people discussing today, and I mean, this would set even a worse example is if it is now Antonio Brown or Mike Mayock, and the Raiders organization chooses Antonio Brown. I mean, that's that would be even in, uh, an even worse precedent that you could possibly choose. I, I couldn't see that possibly happening. Uh, but listen, it, it's it's a really, really difficult spot that they put themselves in. Uh, it, it was, you know, made even worse by the fact that they tried to play good cop, bad cop uh, all, you know, all offseason long with Antonio Brown and that Mayock was going to come down hard on him and Gruden was going to let him do whatever he wanted. Uh, and that seems to have not worked either because now Gruden today – uh, seem to finally be frustrated and at his wits end with everything. So um, they've let it get to this point and it sucks that they're in this position, but they let it get here. And uh, the last thing I was starting to say this in the beginning and I got off course um, as I often do, but uh, you go, you go into the season with Antonio Brown. If, if you, if you allow this to happen, you allow him to play whatever you do, suspend him a half or a game, whatever they're going to try to do and try to repair the the situation 
Uh, it's very, very possible. And I know that they have higher expectations, but it's incredibly possible that they're one and six to start the season. In fact, I think on the, you know, on the sports book odds board, I think that's the expectation right now that they're going to be one and six in their first seven games. I think they're underdogs in six of the games. So um, if you allow Antonio Brown to stay and don't do much, how much worse is it going to be when they're one and six? I mean, that would be, uh, that would just be a recipe for absolute disaster at that point. And this recipe right now is just spelling like distraction. So when you look at this team, how do they regroup, get into the right mindset to go face the Denver Broncos on Monday? Because that's something that's ahead. It's something they have to do. I think, Adam, you were talking about the numbers. It was a pick em when the week started. And now I believe the Broncos are favored by two and a half, I want to say. So what do you make, Adam, just to follow good, up? Good point. Sorry. No, sorry to cut you off. Good yeah. point. Because now I think they're 0-7 they're then. Because I think that was the one game uh, that they were looking at as possibly being a win. So I don't think they'll be favored in any of their first seven games. Wow. All right. So there's the numbers on that. But yeah, okay. How does this team regroup, Miles? What do they do to get their frame of mind right? How big of a distraction is this when you're heading into the first game of the season trying to prove that you can become this winning culture when the lead, the main star of this team is causing all this drama? Well, I think part of it is they're used to practicing without Antonio Brown, right? Think about all the training camp practices that they didn't have Antonio Brown for, and that's basically all of them. So when you're talking about the team drills and everything like that, it's in some ways and not quite similar, but go with me here, right? Like Andrew Luck, right? We know that he just retired, but at the same time, Jacoby Brissett's been the one who's been taking all of the reps as the first team quarterback since the spring. Now, it's not necessarily the same kind of deal with Antonio Brown, but, you know, Antonio Brown was not there for every single offseason practice. He certainly was not there for most of all the training camp practices, especially when they're doing team drills. So they've been really preparing to not have Antonio Brown the entire time. So in that way, this almost isn't very much of a distraction. Antonio Brown was kind of like a bonus that you were going to add when you started game planning, and then you would see, wow, this guy really can take us all to the next level. So in that way, I mean, yeah, would you rather have Antonio Brown? Absolutely. But are you really up a creek without a paddle without Antonio Brown in terms of offensive scheme and things like that? The answer, I I think, is no. Now, again, he's still one of the best receivers in the NFL. So if he's not going to play that, yeah, that's going to hurt their chances of winning. But again, like they they know how to game plan without him. Okay, so what are the keys to this game? Miles, give me the main objective the Raiders need to accomplish to be able to put a W here in their win column? Uh, Don't get Derek Carr killed. Um, Trent Brown, Colton Miller have to be stout at the tackle positions because they have two really, really, really good edge rushers in Von Miller, who's on track to become a Hall of Famer, and then Bradley Chubb, who played really well um, also as a rookie. Fortunately, Trent Brown at right tackle is the one that's going to be going up against Von Miller, at least if we are to believe all the things that have happened in the past are going to happen in the future. Von Miller usually rushes over the right tackles, right? So that's going to be Trent Brown. And Trent Brown probably is your best offensive lineman, on, at least on the exterior. Rodney Hudson, I guess, would give him a good run for his money um, with that. But Colton Miller is going to have his hands full probably with Bradley Chubb too. And listen, Colton Miller struggled throughout – his rookie season, especially um, when his knee injury continued to get worse. So, 
you hope he's healthy um, because that's going to be key, right? If they can go out there and protect Derek Carr and give him the time to find open receivers who aren't named Antonio Brown and also can get push up front to allow Josh Jacobs to have those good running lanes, then they're going to be in pretty decent shape at least. I don't believe very much in Joe Flacco. (laughs) Joe Flacco is not elite to me. And I also think wacky things tend to happen in week one, especially in that second Monday night football game. So at this point, I almost would still pick the Raiders to win. I actually would. I would. Why not? Why Why? why hedge? I would still pick the Raiders to win this game, but it's going to be tough. Yeah, I can definitely see the uphill battle, but I think you're right about Joe Flacco. I think we see a lot from Cleveland Farrell coming off the edge and rushing in there, but it's a matter, like you said, of their offensive line, the battle of wills, and the design plays, though, I think that Gunther showed us in the preseason. He has a nice little set there of some exotic blitzes, so I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in regular season. As we know, with preseason, it's not always what you see. So, Adam, what do you think is a key here for the Raiders to get a W come Monday night? Uh, I mean, I I think it's going to be the defense coming together, uh, you know, quicker than it's expected to. I mean, uh, they added a lot of good pieces and I think there's a lot more talent than there was last year. I think schematically they're a ton better than they were last year. And I think the defense by the end of the season could be pretty good, but I, I think their key to getting a win is to find a way to put something together defensively. I think even with that, without Antonio Brown, even with the problems on the interior of the offensive line with, uh, you know, injuries and suspensions and Jackson being out and incognito being out, uh, all of those things, I, I think the offense is going to be uh, pretty decent, at least good enough to win. It's whether the defense can, can find a way to get that cohesion quickly and, uh, and put together a good performance. And I think, you know, starting off the last season uh, at the Coliseum, Having a late night Monday night, you know, those fans are going to be crazy and rowdy and have all day to drink before 730 kickoff or whatever <laughs> time it starts. Uh, it's it's going to be nuts there. So, I mean, I think there's a lot of factors going uh, in the favor of the Raiders. Uh, if you kind of throw out this distraction of the Antonio Brown situation, um, I, I think there is a lot of good things working their direction. But it, it's going to be on the defense to try to win this game. And I think there might be some ups and downs and the hiccups along the way, uh, fitting all those new pieces together and you know, and implementing what they want to do defensively. But uh, I, I think they can do enough to get this win because uh, I look through those next six games and it's tough to find any more. Yeah, I have to agree with you. And this is going to be a very tough game. So let's go ahead. We already have Miles's uh, prediction. Is that the official prediction for you, Miles, that the Raiders will lose their first game at home? No, I said they were going to win, Heidi. Oh, you said they win. My bad, my Come bad. Come on, listen. You man, you're Heidi. You're such a hater. I'm not everybody's to gonna hate. pay this year. I will. Heidi, I'm. Uh, everybody's gonna pay, Heidi. You keep doing this to me. You want to. You want to have a Chucky doll sent to me, and now you're just messing up my prediction. No, no, my bad on that. Hater, my bad. And everybody's gonna pay. Okay, so but here is something to Adam. FindMeForThat.com is actually an available domain. So if you want to, uh, you know, get some back miles, go ahead and scoop that up before Adam can get to it. I'm just going to play the role instigator. How about that? <laughs> oh, see, you're, <laughs> you're, you're the Mike Mayock to my Antonio. Perfect. Oh, no, no. So get, you can put either find me with a number four or find me spell the word for that dot com. Either one's available, just so you know. So I don't know which one you want to scoop up on domains, but I'm just throwing you that since I messed up your prediction. Um, so you're taking the Raiders <laughs> to win, Miles. Um, Adam, who's your pick? 
You know what? I'm going to go ahead and take the Raiders, too. Let's just make it a, a, a homer sweep here on the podcast. But I'll also say uh, Devil is a Lie. Also look that up because I want to get that website also. I will. I will look it up. And uh, I'm going to be the one to ruin all the harmonious uh, things here and just say that I think that the Broncos are going to take this first game, although I think it will rely a lot on their running game. And if the interior of the Raiders defense has improved or not, we shall see uh, if, you know, Philip Lindsay gets contained by those linebackers. I don't think that the Broncos win. But right now, I think that the Broncos will be able to just overcome what the Raiders have to bring to the table. I think the Broncos are going to win by three points. I'm going to give them three. Um all right, if we have to do season predictions, guys, because it's the first game of season, I just want to say what will your records be for this team it when it comes to be the end of season. Adam. I'm gonna go six and ten. What about you, Miles? I I too would say six and ten. Wow. Uh, okay. It's a, Whoa, to boy. me it was it, it's like a it was a five to eight win team with Antonio Brown. It's okay. probably a four to six win team without him. Okay. And I have it I'm gonna just break them even at eight and eight. I think that'll happen somewhere along the line. Although I'm giving him a L oh. in the first. Yeah, I'm giving him an L. So I, I don't know if I'm going to get them a W against the Chiefs. But I, I don't know where they're going to pick him up. Maybe in the last eight weeks of the season because it's going to be a that tough is, stretch. That is very optimistic. I'm I trying know. because I, I put them in the L right here week one. I'm trying to have some optimism for the whole season. I don't even think John Gruden thinks they can win eight games. <laughs> well, he's going to have to think about keeping his job. I mean, we'll know, we know that they're going to keep him through Vegas, but, you know, 10 years is a long time to, to keep, you know, on the, the losing end of things and have a job in the NFL. But uh, we'll see how everything goes. And, again, Monday Night Football, the Raiders at home taking on the Denver Broncos, the first of their two AFC divisional matchups to start the season. They'll face the Chiefs in Week 2, and we're going to come back and bring you all the updates and everything that's happened with Antonio Brown. We're going to be on Antonio Brown Watch, like with uh, binoculars out and our ears open all night for you. And uh, we'll come back and make sure that we have that information as it unfolds, as well as all the previews, all the wrap-ups from the games. You can follow along with everything on VegasNation.com. Get the Vegas Nation app to follow everything that we cover, silver and black. And, of course, on ReviewJournal.com. And for the podcast, make that with the slash podcast. So that'll do it for us here today. Give everybody a follow. On Twitter, you can find Miles at Miles A. Simmons and Adam is at Adam Hill LVRJ. We are brought to you by STN Sports Mobile by Stations Casino. So everybody uh, get geared up for this season. We'll be back next week. For now, thank you for listening. <laughs>